has like five different channels because man can't focus on one thing he wants to talk about. I, actually, I think he... No. Um, no, he, like, he has like... Uh, he, he has a really great team of writers, but it's like all history stuff. And so one of them is like... But he's an English guy. So like automatically when he reads stuff about history, it's like, wow, this is really insightful stuff. It's like, no, he's just reading something written by some guy named Frank from Alabama. And Frank from Alabama, if he, if he like, and and then when they crossed the River Thames, like it just it doesn't come across the same. Yeah. But that's what Jeff Foxworthy line goes. You may be intelligent, but the Southern accent is not the world's most intelligent-sounding accent. No, it's if not. Get, if you get brain surgery, the last thing you want to hear is, "Now, son, what we're gonna do is <laughs> saw top of your head off, root around in there with sticks, and we can't find out what this here problem is." Root around. All right. Right, so y'all go ahead and like get comfortable in chairs. Uh, well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna what we're gonna talk about is uh, like last week, and you talked about like where where the Bible came from, right? And I I know that it was an an effective lesson because Kyle came in and he was like, I no longer like the Book of Revelation. So whatever you did, thank you. The the Book of Revelation, it's like you know, like it's in the Bible, so it's like it belongs there. But it's like you know, what am Street of Gold? You know? Yeah. So, uh, so in any case, uh, all books are inspired, but some books are more inspired than others. Some are inspiring, and some in, some just inspire you to stop reading. Like, do you know? We're, like, we're I have to cut that in post. I, <laughs> this, I I have to do push-ups every time I have to edit that phrase out when I'm editing. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. So, um, uh, but uh, I might need you to step a little bit closer to your microphone. Um, do you know the motto of the Protestant Reformation? What? What's I do what I want. <laughs> Oh, spiky. <laughs> um, but so we, so we talked about uh, like, you know, like, what's, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what I was going to say. I had, a, I had a buddy who read the book of Ecclesiastes without a guide mm-hmm. and without, and like, dude, dude stopped going to church for a year. <laughs> like, so, uh, so, so here's the deal. Reading the Bible is dangerous. Okay, because it because it is a powerful resource for important ideas. It'd be the same as trying to explore what am bomb without someone actually showing you what am bomb. Like you know, it, think about electricity. Yes, it yeah, exactly. Super powerful and useful unless you stick a fork in the socket. Right. I mean, like we we have the story, which is mostly nonsense. It's mostly made up of Ben Franklin flying a kite into a lightning storm. And we all say, of course, because they didn't understand lightning. But I mean, like, if you if you actually understood the like destructive force that is contained in a lightning bolt, the idea of a, of a man actually flying a kite into a lightning storm to discover M M lightning is uh, is uh, it's yes. So yeah, lightning bombs, Bible, all those things should be explored with a guide, or at least a, 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 with at least some advice on how to approach those kinds of things. That was a solid segue. I, you know what? Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I was, I've been working on that. I, see, like, I was wondering where that was going, but you really you brought the plane in. Hey, the, thanks. See, like, we had the little like, flashlights up uh-huh. there. It's like, I, dude, I was in an airplane from Australia to here, and it was 17 hours. Yeah. I can't go 17 minutes. I can't go 17 minutes without having to change my activity or like, like 17 hours is like, it was like my Olympics. It was my Mount Everest. It was like, I'm going to sit in this chair and attempt to fall asleep. The, the, the challenge came that the two people I was sitting next to really liked each other. And they kept telling each other how much they liked each other. 
So in any case, um, and then and like every now and then, like the, the like the, the flight attendants would walk through the cabin with like flashlights. I don't know why they had flashlights, but it always seemed to catch me right in the eyeballs. I was like just about to fall asleep because I was watching the Batman for like the fifth time because I was like, no, I'm really gonna watch it this time. They start falling asleep, and then like lasered right in the face. You know what a flashlight in the eyeballs reminds me of? What, what does that remind you of? The Bible. The Bible, yes, because we're, we're, we're talking about the Bible tonight. Uh, <laughs> so last week... <laughs> no, no, you, so this, this is actually a really great segue, too. Like, if you subscribe to the podcast, you will hear us making segues like that all the time. And Andy finding dad jokes in the Bible. Because you don't they're, have to find them. They come out and slap you in the face. It's <laughs> true. Sure, they're everywhere. All of them. Just pick okay. a random page. There's probably a dad joke in there. If you listen to the podcast and like subscribe to it and stuff, at once an episode, Andy will describe a dad joke in the Bible. You, you, you have to go listen to it. It's, it's going to be on um, Apple Podcast and whatever Google does with podcasts and Spotify. And... Um, yeah, I, I think that's I think that I think that's what, what we're gonna be. But but okay, so like so like we we've talked about like where the Bible came from, which is kind of fun. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you you walk away from it going like, wow, a lot of people came from God, but you know people were involved and God involved people, and wow, look at all the old stuff that's there. Um, I've been talking with one of our pastors here. Don't gesture at us like the when I say old stuff. That's not funny. <laughs> actually, it's really funny. But stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was talking with one of the pastors here, and he was actually talking about like some of the proof that's in the Dead Sea Scrolls and the the Greek Orthodox Church and stuff like that. And it's it's a really long conversation. He I, by seventeen mem- minutes. Remember, it's, it's but in any case, this week it, we're going to talk about something that's slightly uh, more like applicable and useful though, which is like how to read the Bible so that you don't like, you know, like, you know, what am bomb and then, or like you don't read the book of Ecclesiastes un, you know, unguided and then stop going to church for a year. Um, which like, those, those are good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like the book of Ecclesiastes is a really great book, but if you don't read it the right way, then like you, you just see so- Solomon saying over and over again, uh, everything is, yeah, he's like every nothing means anything. It's the official summary of Ecclesiastes. Yeah, it really is. It's like how to how to go crazy in four four time. So, so in any case, uh, we we should go ahead and start with what M. We actually talked about what M Bible. So, uh, we we talked about what M Bible, where M Bible come from. Uh, Andy, where do you want to tackle this one from? From the front. All right, from the front of the Bible. In, well, from the front of the subject. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so how do you read the Bible? Damien's answer was very carefully, which is fair. Oh. Yes. Uh, you read the Bible uh, by paying By paying attention to what the story says so you know what the story is actually teaching you. Well, I'm done. Yep. That, that's actually probably the most insightful thing I've ever heard about how to study the Bible. That's basically everything I'm going to say. So yes. That's the summary. Yep. Bam. Kyle yep. nailed it in the 30-second answer. I was like, yeah, <laughs> and done. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that, that is basically what I'm going to say. So what are a few things to help you with that? First off, let's, like, the, the sort of image I'm using here is let's pretend that 
you're willing to put the same amount of effort into the Bible that you're willing to put into sitting on the couch watching a television show. So you, I walk into the room, you're watching a television show, and for some reason, there is someone dressed up in a giant like mascot bear costume walking down the street. I'm like, what is going on? You're not going to be like, meh, it's a bear, you know. <laughs> no, you're going to think this requires some explanation, right? You're going to say, okay, this is, there, there's a girl, there's a high school girl in the bear costume, but she's a vampire, and she's going to the high school dance, and uh, there's some boy at the high school dance, and except that she's a vampire, so she can't go outside, and so she's got the bear costume on, so she doesn't have to go outside. It's from, this is episode four in a show called <laughs> Batgirl High School Sucks. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm making this up. What do you want from me? <laughs> this, this, this sounds like a show I watched on Nickelodeon when I was 10, man. <laughs> Sorry. Point being, I got carried away there. The point is, you'd think, what is, like, what is the main idea? Why are they in this situation? Where are they going? Where do they come from? Why does this make sense at all, right? Point is, read the Bible the same way. So, yes, this hand from your point of view, yes, read the Bible in context. Like, what happened right before this story? What happened right after this story? What is this story? Do not read like we normally do in church, where you read one verse and you're like, yes, Jesus wept. And really, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And really, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like weeping. And when you put these two together, you really see how personal and loving Jesus was because he cried and I cried last week when the cowboys lost, even though you didn't expect it. And that's basically how normal church stuff goes, where you take Bible verses completely out of context and then you just sort of free associate what you're feeling at the time. Don't do that. Instead, let's apply our I watched a TV show once level of reasoning. So, Jesus wept. Why is he weeping? What's the story about? What happened before this? What happened after this? Right? So, first off, read the whole story. That lets you know what's going on in the story, which lets you figure out what's the story about, which is the second thing. Start with, like, what is the point of this story? Because, again, something we have a bad habit of doing in church is be like, and this, this word faith, and then we'll spend 10 minutes talking about faith. And in faith, Faith is really just a deep feeling that you know, that you know, that you know. And in Greek, faith is pistis, which means, and then you say, once upon a time, faith, the word pistis was used in this situation. It was used once there, 400 years before Jesus was born. And that means it applies here too. Like, no, okay, stop getting so worked up on the details. You do what in the cup? What is the point of the story? How do you figure out what the point of the story is? Well, you read, read the whole story. Again, let's apply our I watched a TV show once level of reasoning. Batgirl is the vampire in the costume going to the story. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I need to know the whole story. If I come in on episode four and say, what's going on? And you, this is your favorite show. You're not going to be like, you know, there's a girl. She's in a bear costume. What do you want from me? You're going to be like, you're going to give me like, oh, this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. Okay, why is she doing it? Okay, you mean what's the point of this whole situation? Oh, right? So what's the point? And learn the, go read the whole story so that you know what's going on. Okay, everybody good so far? Third. I'm faithing so hard right now. Third. <laughs> if you want to watch like a telenovela 
What is something you need? Well, you do, you do have some issues, but Cable. what's something you need to know? <laughs> Spanish. Oh. Because it's in Spanish. You need so, to know who Yolanda is and which one's her evil uncle and which yes, one's you, like you the also cousin, need a massive plot you know, like, like the dead cousin that came back to life again, and now he's Hernando, but he was First Yolanda. First off, he didn't come back to life. It was his twin. Oh, okay. And, anyway, <laughs> point being... Something else that's often useful, because the Bible was written... Remember how last week we talked about how the Bible is really old and had a whole bunch of people involved? Something about people being involved is that if they were alive 2,000 years ago, it might require a little bit of explanation as to what's going on. Let me give you an example. Normal people read the Bible. The Bible says a few things about slavery. Some people get a little bit upset about it, because it doesn't always say slavery is bad. And then people just have arguments about it. Fun fact, if you're not paying attention to what people back then thought, you don't realize what you think slavery is and what the Bible is talking about are not the same thing. For example, in Roman times, slavery, not racial. Zero racial component. In fact, you'd have two guys walking down the street. This is actually, I'm summarizing a Roman document. Two guys are walking down the street. They're from the same hometown. They look basically the same. They're wearing the same kind of clothes. They're on their way to the same place to do the same job. One of them's a slave, one of them's not, but you can't tell which is which. The, the document I'm summarizing was a, master, a slave master complaining that he couldn't tell who was a slave and who wasn't. Why? Because it's not racial. Like, all the stuff we associate with race and history and slavery, none of that had anything to do with what they were talking about. So we read all that into the Bible. Bible's not saying that. Likewise, sometimes we'll have a story. The guys next door, like the non-Christian, non-Jews, non-God-believing people, pagans that lived in the next village over, have the exact same story. Or maybe they have the same story except for one little part is different. And then when you compare those two, you go, oh, oh, oh. Changing that one little part completely changes what you're, like, who you're saying God is. That's kind of a big deal. So... That's one of those, like, okay, when we're applying this, what is the plot? What is the culture this is in? Because sometimes that changes a lot. Sometimes that really has a big deal. Now, before you're like, oh, no, I have to get a PhD in ancient Near East before I can understand the Bible. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is useful information to have. Sometimes it makes a big difference. A lot of times it doesn't. But you should check it out. And you should get better at reading the Bible by learning this stuff. So, for example, if you... Read 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, in Greek. You know what it's about? Still about love. It's, it's still about love. It's just the same as if you read it in English. It, it doesn't really change anything. I thought you were going to say pancakes. Unfortunately not. Like, like you know, pancakes are like um, uh, kind, gentle. Never, they never boast about themselves. That's true. All of those they, things are true. They never rejoice in the wrong. Mm. Yeah. I've had some pancakes that might, might have rejoiced in the wrong. Well, listen, if they land butter side down, it's not a pancake anymore. It's just, it's just glorified toast well, at that point in time. <laughs> no true Scotsman aside. Anyway. Um, anyway, okay. Point being, yes, spend at least as much effort, like spend the same kind of common sense you would if you were watching a TV show on the Bible. So I read one verse out of context, or I saw five seconds of the TV show out of context. 
Are you going to go tell your friends you know everything about the show? Probably not. Probably if somebody says, hey, what's this TV show about? And you've only said, and you've only saw, seen it for five seconds or 10 seconds, you're not going to be like, oh, it's about this and this. And you're going to be like, I don't know. I saw it for five seconds. What do you want from me? Right? Same sort of thing with the Bible. If you read one verse, like, what's this section about? The correct answer is, I don't know. I read one verse. <laughs> I will throw this chair at you. <laughs> and we have it on tape. <laughs> no, it, it's, I mean, it might make a sound, but there's no video in this. <laughs> and the security cameras are out there. That was Damien pretending to be me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm cutting Phyllis's head off with a saw. <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of? What does it remind you of? The, ne the next step of how to study the Bible. It does remind me too. It also reminds me of the next step of how to study the Bible. <laughs> Honestly, those are basically, I, I really came with three steps because I don't want right. to get, come up with a giant laundry list. All right. So what is the point? Like what is the main idea here? Because if you get the main idea, it's a whole lot easier to figure out what this weird detail in the middle is talking about if you already know basically what's saying, what it's saying. And usually even controversial passages, the main idea is not super controversial. It's some detail that is. Secondly, read the whole thing. Don't say you know what the story's about if you've only been watching for 10 minutes or 10 seconds. And third, sometimes the culture, like what somebody next door was saying that's different than this or what the word means in that weird context, sometimes that matters. A couple pro tips. One, Christianity is a team sport. Like you're not supposed to be doing this by yourself. You're not supposed to have to come up with everything by yourself. So. That's like the point of group Bible study is that you do this and somebody else does this and five other friends do this and you come together and all of you suck at something. But it's not the same thing. Hey, there is no I in team, but there is I and you in Bible study. <laughs> Don't throw something at me, please. <laughs> come on. This is my second cup of coffee. <laughs> no, Courtney, don't throw it. <laughs> oh, it's candy. No, yes, throw it. Yes, throw it. It's Reese's Pieces. Woohoo! Oh. Clank. <laughs> okay. Just Last kidding. thing. Oh, you have more. Last thing. Who? Last, Last thing. You're watching a show. Let's, let's use an action movie because it's the most obnoxiously <laughs> obvious example of this. If somebody is alive at the beginning of the movie and alive at the end of the movie, and in most of the scenes in between, what do we call that person? Alive, alive. yes, fine. The main character. In an action movie, there's only one person that survives to the end, Chuck and Norris. is in most of the movie, and that is the main character. Chuck Norris. Sometimes the sidekick doesn't survive, and sometimes he's not in every scene. But yeah, uh -huh. so with the Bible, who is the only character who's there at the beginning and there at the end and involved in most all the scenes in between? God. Who's the main character of the Bible? God. God. What did I not say? You. You're not the main character of the Bible. Right? The Bible is not about you. There's no you in Bible. That's right. So we have a not always bad <laughs> habit of reading the Bible and being like, that's talking to me. That's saying, that's, that promise is for me or that condemnation is for me. It's really not. Now, it's not always a bad thing to do that. Like, if you do that carefully, it can be good because it is saying stuff to you. But just remember, the Bible is about God. It's not about you. This is a, like, do you want to hang out with Bob? You, you want to hang out with Bob? 
You do. That's that's aggressive. What? What did you say? I said I miss Bob. You do miss Bob. The answer I was trying to bait someone into saying is, what? Who's Bob? Hey, Andy, who's Bob? Oh, who's Bob? That's a good question, Damien. <laughs> Point being, like, if I say you want to hang out with this guy, your first question should, like, really is, I don't know, who's that person? And when you say, who is that guy, you don't mean, like, can you point him out in the lineup? You mean, I don't know, is he the sort of person I want to hang out with? That's, what, that, that's not the only thing the Bible is there for. But that's... It should be, what's he like? What is he like? Right. It should, it's, you're basically asking, what's he like? And that's not the only thing the Bible is doing, but that is one of the major things the Bible is doing, right? You see, God is the main character. Why is God the main character? Because you're figuring out, what kind of guy is this God? Do I really want to be on his team for my entire life? Like, do I really want to do the stuff he wants me to do? It's like, well, you better, like, the first thing you would do in real life is figure out, I don't know, do I? Like, what sort of guy is